At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here in South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Going to talk some college football here in a little bit. And of course, Rick Doc Walker will join us later on this hour from Washington, D.C. to get his thoughts on the commanders as they get ready for game number one. I do want to look back last night at Clemson. Not so much that they covered the number. went up to 24.5. That's where it closed at. But they do get the 41-10 to 10 win. I bet if you're a Clemson backer, you're sweating that out when it's 14-10 midway through the third. And uh, how am I going to cover 24.5? They get some, some late scores, uh, kind of Georgia Tech waves away flag. Clemson uh, brings in uh, Klubnik at the end of the game to spell Uyangalele, if I said that right. And... I'm going now. I saw this. Dan Orlovsky was tweeting about it all. He's like, oh, you got to put in the kid. You got to take out DJ. What do you make of DJU in Clemson after what you saw last night? Is there more pressure on DJ, like looking over his shoulder, like the five stars nipping on my heels? I, I said by before the season started, I said by week four, Cade Klubnik would be the starter there, and it remains to be seen what happens. But look, he just doesn't have confidence. And you can see it. It's fairly evident to me. I, I look at Clemson. They've got a team that can compete to not only get to the college football playoff. Mm. Once you get in there, anything can happen and win a national title. I think the deficiency is at quarterback. They've got playmakers. Now, the offensive line is not great. It has not been good for a couple yeah, of George years. Tech was getting a lot of pressure. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a concern when they face off against NC State. But that game is in Clemson, so that'll make a difference. Mm. Um, but for me, I, I would be looking to make a change sooner rather than later. Here's the problem, though. And this is where the coaches become selfish. They will not make the change until probably week five. And the reason is 
if you play four games now, you don't have an extra year. So then would DJ transfer? Would he be willing to be in a situation where he's going to move on somewhere else? All, all those types of things are a factor. Um, I, I just think that he is not the guy for them. Well, you know what's amazing to me is, by the way, the total closed 51 and a half. Do the math, kids. 41-10. Half hook. That hook will get you. Right? So it got, it got everybody that had the over. And I think if you were an underback, you felt like, well, I got the right side. This isn't a sweat until you had to sweat it out late. What do you make of Clemson offensively? Because, again, yes, we're always going to talk about the quarterback. But you mentioned it. The offensive line did not look great. Would you be backing primarily Clemson unders early in the year? Because the defense looks, looks like it's supposed to be, right? So the defense looks good. We have questions about the offense going forward. Will they eventually figure it out and be, uh, you know, a capable, if not great offense? I don't know if they're going to be great. I think they can be efficient and effective. Remember, the first drive came on a five-yard drive after a block punt. In the second quarter. Yeah, exactly. Um, This team's got a lot of question marks from an offensive standpoint. I think, again, the offensive line really needs to improve. If they don't do that, I think you could potentially be looking at an offensive line uh, coaching change next year for them. But I I don't know, Dave. I I think this team, uh, defensively, I thought they were the second-best defense coming into college football behind Alabama. I think they're going to be right there. They're going to be in a ton of games. Their season win total is 10 and a half. I think yep. they get over that, but it's because of how good the defense is. For me, they're just going to be able to win about eight games surely based on talent. Okay, so let's try to do now that week one is, is done in college football. Right. And, and I, maybe it's like the, the jumping off points of like, okay, my first impression of Clemson is the defense is where you thought it would be, yep. right? That, that, that You're good there. Offense, still the question marks at the quarterback position. You know, we've seen this with Dabo in years past, right? Like, we got to get Kelly Bryan out of there, if you, if you remember that. And then all of a sudden you make the change to Sean Watson and you win a national championship. Like, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here if you go to the kid, but at some point you don't want to waste. And I, I'm not saying DJU can't work out, right? But you don't want to waste this talent if you're a top five program, which it appears Clemson still is. You know, again, they cover the number. They win by 31, so it looks like a blowout on paper. But if you watched it, I don't know if you're, you come away feeling better or worse about Clemson offensively. I feel worse than I thought coming into the season. Um, but to me, they got to make a change eventually because if you're going to compete with Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, there and other go. teams, you're going to have to score some points. Um, I mean, I know their defense is good, but we saw when Ohio State put tempo out on Clemson, what happened to their defense. And so I think from that standpoint, you got to be concerned if you are the Tigers, can you keep pace? And that's going to be the real challenge for them. Okay, then let's switch the conversation. If we're talking about our, our impressions here of week one, right? So that's our impression of Clemson. they got to figure out what's going to happen at quarterback. DJU is going to be on a short leash. Impression number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes, best offense in the history of college football. I mean, some, some idiots were saying that, right? Now, it's week one against Notre Dame, and, and Marcus Freeman looks like he's got a defense there too, yeah. right? So what's your takeaway from Ohio State, not covering the number against Notre Dame, but just bigger picture here when you look at the betting markets for Ohio State? Are you saying maybe this offense isn't what we thought it would be with all of those gifted wide receivers and a short favorite to win the Heisman Trophy? Now, you know, high school football and pro football have preseasons. College football doesn't. And the reality of it is Jackson Smith and Jigba, in my opinion, the best receiver coming back in college football this year, was injured early in the first quarter. He's got a hamstring issue. Yep. Um, you look at this team, yeah, they had some hiccups, but I thought you made a good point. Notre Dame is a far better team than they got credit for coming into this matchup. You know, this is part of the problem when you evaluate college football. You have certain expectations built in on a team, yeah, but you don't give the opponent credit for past failures. And, and Or, I mean, you're saying, well, because they failed in the past, you're expecting Notre Dame to do the same. 
I thought Notre Dame had a good game plan. I thought they had two plays. If they don't hit those the the circus catch in the first play to Sonny Styles, they didn't do anything offensively. Um, I thought Ohio State, they scored 21 points. Yeah, it looks like a pedestrian performance. But, right. you know, you look at Stroud's number, 24 for 34 for some 200 yards passing. He was still effective and efficient. I think when you look at these teams at the top, we expect them to score 49 points yes, and a half. every week. Yeah, five touchdown passes to do this, to do that. Look, the reality is that Utah game was a once-in-a-lifetime type of game where Ohio State and Utah offensively both played out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a good college football game. It was competitive. And I just don't think Notre Dame's getting enough credit for how well they played. Okay, to that end, again, the under hit easily in that Ohio State-Notre uh, yeah. Dame game. Now Ohio State's going to have Arkansas State uh, coming in. You're going to lay 43-and-a-half uh, in that game if you want to back the Buckeyes, Okay. And that total is 68 and a half. So with the offensive struggles that they had, by the way, Arkansas State doesn't take Notre Dame's defense to the shoe. So all of a sudden, you feel like this might be the get-right spot for, for Ohio State. By the way, they win by 11. That number was 17 is what it closed against the fight in Irish. Do you think this is where they go, all right, all those expectations you just talked about them all, they will be realized on Saturday? Yeah, but for me, it doesn't matter. You beat up on Arkansas State. I mean, what's the number, 42 or 43 points? 43 and a half. Yeah, I mean, the Buckeyes would be about a 24, 25-point first-half favorite. They'll probably cover the number. Um, Beating like It's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Alabama looked great. You know what? They played Utah State. Mm. Uh, didn't Connecticut matters. Well, didn't Connecticut score the first 14 points against Utah State? Yeah, they were in that game the whole way. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, I'm not necessarily going to be enamored with what they do. In two weeks, we'll find out. Now, you're going to play a good Wisconsin defense mm-hmm. in Columbus. We'll find out how good the offense is. But I, I just think one game does not necessarily cause an alarm bell to go off. I think the biggest uh, thing that people aren't talking about enough, because everybody's looking at Ohio State going, well, what's wrong with the offense? Why didn't put it... The defense. I agree. You bring in the D coordinator from Okie State, and all of a sudden, now I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to have this, this great offense. We'll find out. They're favored, by the way, Notre Dame, 20 and a half over Marshall this week to get back in the good foot and get their first one of the year. But is if Ohio State's defense is markedly better than it was a year ago, yeah. look out. How do you beat Ohio State, right? Like, if their offense gets to where we think it's going to get, at least close to what the, the preseason prognostications were for that offense. But the defense with Jim Knowles, all of a sudden you go, oh, they're legit. It's the guy. The guy brought his scheme from Oklahoma State, where we know it worked there with Gundy and company. And it works here. Look out the rest of the Big Ten and look out college football playoff. I would agree with you completely. I think when you look at it, that's the kind of how I feel about Georgia. I know people are like, well, how's their defense going to do? They with Dan off- Lanning gone, right? Yeah, they had four offensive linemen back, and they were going to be good offensively, and they were tremendous, but the defense looked elite. And the same thing with Ohio State. You know, you had two plays. I, somebody had a stat on Twitter. I saw six plays that basically got uh, Notre Dame 150 yards or so the rest of the game. They averaged like about two yards. And one a play was a missed tackle, and right, yeah. it wasn't like a designed play. No, exactly. And so, you know, to me, I, I think the Ohio State defense, if they play at that level, they're going to be a tough, tough out. So again, overall, if you're looking at the betting market in the futures to to win the national championship, yeah. your biggest out of the big guns that we saw, who would you be most impressed with, and and maybe say, you know what, I got to pause before I fire on on a future play on on a top team. I, for me, the most impressive team, without question, was uh, Georgia. I thought the way that offense went, it was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Now, want to see what Oregon is, you know, before we sit there and say, hey, if Oregon winds up with a five and seven season, you know, it was interesting. People were criticizing Ohio State on social media. And here's the question I would ask. 
didn't Georgia manage zero offensive points from a, uh, a touchdown standpoint against Clemson? <laughs> yeah. And that Clemson team struggled all year, and they go on to win the national championship. So I don't think you can make too much on week one. We don't know what the teams are. I think watch out for Notre Dame. This could be a 10-2 and two type of team. They've got a tough game against SC. Wow. If Notre Dame, the way Clemson played last night, played Notre Dame on Monday night, they would have beaten them. So, by the way, they're 20 and a half right now against Marshall, Notre Dame. Yeah. So, you actually like the Irish in this bounce back spot this week. I, I do, but I'll tell you the bet I like if you can find this, and you don't find this much in Vegas, but you can find it in other places, in other states. Look for the team total on Marshall on the under here. The total is probably going to be – it was at 55, came down to 51. So let's assume for a real quick second here the team total on Marshall is 15-and-a-half. I would go under. So 20 is what you can find it at some shops here for Notre Dame uh, against Marshall. So, again, that the total will be interesting as well there because, again, you're going, how are they going to get points? Does Notre Dame find out their offense? I'm seeing 51-and-a-halves out yeah. there. So the under feels like it could be in play if Notre Dame's still trying to struggle to find their offensive identity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a game where Notre Dame will be fine offensively. I think they're going to put up some points. I'm hoping Notre Dame's uh, less than 11 in the first half. Mm. I think the Irish will roll right through the, the thundering herd here. I, I just think that they're a better team than they get credit for. It's still, again, these are what we're trying to, to lay out there for you. The recency bias that some people will see, they'll go, well, man, Notre Dame couldn't do anything. Well, maybe Knowles has got the defense better at Ohio State than you think. And so maybe you don't shy away from the Irish here in week two against Marshall. And let's see if they can get their offense uh, on track against a defense. I can't believe I'm saying this. A good Ohio State defense. That sounds like a misnomer. But it could be in fact fact. We'll find out as the season plays on. Tim Brandon is going to join us next segment to keep this conversation going with college football and get his thoughts ahead of week two. Come on back. It's VEASAN's Big Bets. We are here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I'm Dave Ross. We roll on with big bets very quickly. Do you say data or data? Data. You're a data guy. I switch it. I say it both ways. I don't know why that is, but my English teachers probably, it's data. It's data. Teach their own. Tomato, tomato. I believe we have Tim Brando joining us now. Of course, national sports commentator for Fox Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Brando. Uh, boy, he's just one of the iconic voices in college football. Tim, great to have you on the program with them all myself. I know you're doing the Houston and Texas Tech game uh, on FS1 on Saturday. Amal and I were just talking about our biggest takeaways from week one overall. Now the Clemson's in the books with Georgia Tech. Tim, what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw over the weekend? Georgia is much better than I anticipated, and I think Stetson Bennett is the most improved quarterback in college football right now. Wow. Uh, that, was, uh, that was impressive what they did to Oregon. That's, I know it's uh, you know, a new coach and a coach that you know, knows a lot about Georgia, obviously, but uh, – Mario Cristobal did not leave that cupboard bare at all in Eugene, and they got boat raced. <laughs> I mean, it was over quick. And when you're a team like Georgia and you lost as much talent as they did, but you're the defending champion, whether you like it or not, you are. I know coaches love to say every year is different. Kirby prescribes to that Saban theory. But, you know, they jumped on the jugular and did not let go. I thought that was uh, – the single most impressive thing that I saw over the weekend, uh, that in the play of Richardson of Florida at quarterback and upsetting Utah. Um, and I, I still think Utah can, uh, you know, have a run at winning the Pac-12. And I think, you know, these, these guys that are saying, these, these clowns in our business that are saying the Pac-12 is done, please stop. Uh, Utah could win every game they've got left in the Pac-12. And if they do and enough things happen, they could still get in. This notion that USC or bust is all that's left in the Pac-12, I, you know, that's just – the overreaction to week one is pretty incredible to me in the media today, uh, and especially in, in um, online media and uh, in embrace debate media. It's a pathetic thing to watch every year. 
I was very impressed with uh, uh, the play of some of the teams that I thought were improving and have. Uh, by example, uh, the game we had, Indiana and Illinois, I think both those teams that played a very competitive game on Friday night will upset some teams in the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State was a, uh, a little bit of a disappointment offensively. And if Smith and Jigba stays hurt and can't go uh, moving forward, I think that that's going to be tough on that team. But their defense really impressed me. The job, the reason I put Ohio State number one in my preseason poll was because of the hiring of Jim Knowles mm-hmm. from Oklahoma State. I know how good that guy is. And uh, he, I mean, he was a difference maker. Ohio State won that game because of their defense, not their offense. Uh, and I think probably the last thing is that Clemson's not worthy of being where they are in the current rankings. It's brand only. They got problems with their offense, and uh, Georgia Tech is a lower tier ACC team, and uh, they don't deserve to be where they are uh, any more than USC, in my opinion, deserves to be where they are. I mean, beating Rice like that, so what? You know, show me something. You know, North Carolina State struggled, and I have them in my top 10. But they played at East Carolina. That's a tough place to play. The people that are voting in the AP poll are not taking a look at where games are played. Uh, they're just going the way the committee goes. They're going with brand name first. Uh, and that's just a shame because teams like, um, teams like North Carolina State, uh, people look at that score and they go, oh, God, they barely beat East Carolina. Well, where was the game play? And do you know anything about East Carolina? Uh, Houston. Uh, barely beat UTSA. Did you happen to forget what UTSA did last year? And the game was at the Alamo Dome, and they came from 21-7 down in the fourth. I mean, Houston could win every game they've got on their schedule, and I've got them this week against Texas Tech in a pivotal game that I think is going to be a lot more fun to, to watch than Texas and Alabama. I mean, that's a, that's a, that game is a blowout. And the most competition you'll see on Saturday will be between game day and big noon kickoffs. The game won't be very good. <laughs> I love the points. I'm going to correct one thing you said. You said the uh, most impressive thing was Georgia. I'm going to say it was you calling the fact that it was a touchdown by the Illini, and you mentioned it four <laughs> times during the game. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was criminal that they overturned that call. Mm-hmm. Tim, I'm watching the game because I, I'm a big fan. Your guy, Spencer Tillman, when I was in Dallas working, guy could not have been nicer uh, dealing with OU people and stuff like that. So I always appreciate you guys. You've come on with Brent and I many times. But I love that you you guys yep. harped on that point. And you said it. If this game finishes between one and four points, that was a crucial play in the game. I thought it was criminal, the missed yeah. call. Yeah. It, 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 and you got to blame the uh, replay uh, people. Not not. I mean, the officials were you know, doing the best that they could. The, the, the side judge who, who ruled it incomplete, I did not see that. Uh, in live action, I didn't think they'd given a uh, signal whatsoever, but but the side judge did say uh, incomplete. So so they took that into account. Obviously, the replay did, but to not overturn that, he not only caught it once, he caught it twice, and the ball was stripped out as he was getting up from having completed the second catch that he that he had made. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's bad. I think that um, the commissioners of the conferences are going to have to really take a long look at uh, at who they've got in the replay booth because you know the trend since the beginning of replay has been to put retired officials in the replay booth. Well, if they've retired from officiating, 
<laughs> then they likely don't need to be watching replays either, okay, because they're not seeing what everybody else is seeing. And uh, that's unfortunate, but that's, I think, what happened. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get into any more specifics besides that. In uh, the definition of uh, indisputable or irrefutable evidence to overturn a call varies from game to game, from crew to crew in the replay booth. Tim's a great point, and it's something I, I look. It affects wagers, right? And it certainly affected Illinois backers in that game. I think everybody wants replay, but they just want it to be efficient. And they want it to be correct. And if you can't overturn that, people go, why do you have replay? I mean, that's a blatant example of it, Tim. Great point. You mentioned Utah at the the top of this conversation. Uh, And we know in a couple years now they're going to expand the playoff committee here. It's going to go from four uh, up to 12. Uh, What do you make of that expansion? Do you think it's good? Will that be a better thing for college football? Do you think the four right now? Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, gosh, yes. It's – and I was very encouraged by the fact that they went ahead and announced it now. Uh, They didn't have to do that uh, because it likely won't happen until we get close to the end of this current contract with the rights holder, obviously ESPN, or or after it. Okay, we don't know the current – if it's going to happen any sooner, it's going to have to be uh, amenable with current rights holder. And whether you know the CFP people and the, and the commissioners of these leagues can uh, coerce their, their current rights holder into uh, getting out early, that, that's, that's, that's none of my business. It's their business. But if it happens to happen earlier, then uh, I think the potential of getting it to 16 rather than 12 is real because mm-hmm. – by making it official now, this far out, that 12 is the number, then I think that the that we've, we've changed the narrative now. Now it's not about four going to 12. We know it's 12, okay? So the calendar says we got a lot of time between now and 2026. So don't be surprised if after we've waited that long with four damn teams, which is unfortunate. It's a sad, you know, these guys, I hope, learned a lesson. Don't sign long contracts now. You know, do it the way Jim Delaney of the Big Ten did it. You know, a six-year deal is quite enough, okay? <laughs> but um, but I think there's a chance that we might actually go to 16 rather than just 12. And it is great for the game because it will bring to the fan what, more games, okay, in more places involving more parts of our country. It's great uh, for the, the players because they can say, more players can say, we played on the greatest stage in college athletics, the college football playoff. Uh, and it's also great for the institutions because they're going to make a hell of a lot of money, a hell of a lot more money, which they clearly need because they they, they certainly know how to spend it, right? <laughs> they know how to spend every dime they get. I remember Beano Cook, God rest his soul, used to say, Brad, oh, you're going to get what you want. They're going to they're going to have a playoff, and it'll be it won't be for for the players. It'll be for the money because all those associate athletic directors. They get fired as coaches, have to get paid off. So they have to have more money. <laughs> and he's, he's so right. <laughs> that is a fantastic Beano Cook oh, pilot. Outstanding. That is spot on. <laughs> hey, Sam, we got to run, but uh, have a great call on Saturday, FS1, your game, Houston and Texas Tech. Appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Glad to be with you, fellas. College football is here, and uh, everything is good. There you go. Life is well. When we come back, let's go to Washington, D.C. Catch up with the DOC himself. Rick Doc Walker is next here on Big Vets on Visa, the sports betting network.
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and pro football betting guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You're going receive both the guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for $40 a month to see everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting profile. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on with big bets here on a Tuesday. Amal, you know, and you'll learn this about me, I try not to play favorites, right? I try to like everybody equally. It's hard with our next guest, the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, because I have an affinity for this man, because you know what I like about you, Amal? You're a truth teller. So is the D-O-C. You can follow him on Twitter, at Rick Doc Walker. Of course, former Super Bowl champion there in D.C. and a stud tight end at UCLA back in the day. Doc, I, you know, I know that you can't wait for Sunday as the commander's going to take on the Jaguars. Uh, what has it been like getting to week one in D.C.? Are your boys ready to roll? Absolutely. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to play the game today. Because I've still got some of my interior offensive linemen that I need to put about 10 more pounds on them. <laughs> so they should be about 400 pounds apiece by Sunday. And we'll be ready to roll. You look at this Washington team, Carson Wentz on our center. I like some of the talent they have there, Clarence, uh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Uh, but what is your feeling on Carson Wentz? Can this be a guy that makes this team competitive? I have some concerns from a just a, him being frail, but also where is he mentally? Well, he's going to have to show us that yeah. with his performance. I, I don't read minds, and I'd be a terrible psychologist. <laughs> he's got no other option. And if he doesn't get it done, we bring the next guy in. And if he doesn't get it done, we bring the third guy in. All that matters is that we win the game. And with one of the three of them, I anticipate that will be the case. DSC, the, the betting market is saying, oh, the Jaguars kind of in play here. It's down to two and a half yeah. for the commander. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, load up. <laughs> so what do you know about those guys in D.C. that the betting market does not as the money's come in on the Jags? You mentioned that O-line. Is this going to be conservative play calling for Carson Wentz and, and use the rely on the defense with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio and say offense just don't screw it up? You know, that'd be great to say, but we'd be like a cliche. Here's my philosophy. Win it on offense. And then defense, win it on defense. And special teams, win it on teams. Whatever it takes, whatever unit, you know, gets delayed after the game and we put it around the neck as victorious, we'll take it. With this preseason format, where everybody's playing hide-and-seek, <laughs> you have no idea. So this, it, at least college, I give Notre Dame and Ohio State a lot of credit. If you're getting a bunch of four and five stars, then prove it. Come out and play ball. Don't hide and go schedule a game against the boys or girls club and then beat your chest. So <laughs> the NFL, the Rams don't play anybody, but they won it all. Here, it, right here at this place, I'm waiting to see it. No excuses. We're going to put 53 men out there healthy and go to war. And I expect to win it and win it by more than the spread you indicated. 
Doc, I want to ask you a little bit about the NFC East. Washington is obviously a team that could potentially come up. They did a couple of years ago. Philadelphia is the chic pick right now. Are you a believer in Jalen Hurts? What do you think about the acquisitions they've made? Uh, and who wins this division from your perspective? Well, I love him as a character guy. He's the kind of guy I'd bet on because he's going to be there on time. He, he, he's just the kind of guy, kid that I, I love everything about him. Now, I need to see him on his back with his cleats up in the sky. But when he don't play us, I pull for him. I really like him a lot. I'm a run-centric guy, so I love the way they they just bully you. They try to bully you, and I, I think that's that's my philosophy. But yet now they've added some pieces that, man, if it gets third and long, you can count on them. They're solid, tight end, wide out. Look, they may have the most talent. In the division, but as Dave will know painfully, since his club is always picked and seldom ever comes up big, it could happen to anybody. Even the Giants can come out of nowhere. That's why I love the East. Not only are we the only conference in football in the top 10 in terms of value, all right? All four teams are among the most valuable on earth. And so we also have the Lombardi Trophy in everyone's cabinet. Everybody's got one. No one else can say that. So they can call NFC East lease all they want to, but those are morons. If you understand the game properly, the East is what it's all about. 20-1 to 1 for Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. Uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Doc. Uh, and you see that the Commanders 5-1 to 1 to win the East, the Giants, the long shots at 8-1. to 1. The Cowboys and Eagles co-favorites at plus $1.50. Doc, you know, there seems to be a demarcation line there, Philly and Dallas, and then your boys – in Washington, D.C., are you uh, agreeing with the prognostications that this is really a two-tiered division? Dave, David, you know <laughs> and I know. You'll probably lose the opener and you'll lose sometime early January. That's who you are. That's what you do. But in the meantime, you'll create a lot of hoopla and a lot of money will be exchanged. So you figure that out on your own. <laughs> Listen, we've got a standing eight count against Ross here, so I'm going to switch yeah, gears a little yeah. bit. Go to something very positive. It's been because I'm a big fan of this. The Rose Bowl has been immense in your life. You won a Rose Bowl title there in January '76. You won a Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins. Now the Commanders there. You played for my favorite coach in football, Dick Vermeil. I was actually just up in the Bay Area. I was actually trying to set up a meeting with him at Vermeil Wines. Unfortunately, he was out of town, so hoping to do that in the future. Talk to me a little bit about Coach Vermeil. Probably my favorite person in sports that I would love to meet personally. Uh, what was it like playing for him? It was life-altering. And that's what dynamic individuals do. They impact your life. Um, I've been blessed because most of my partnerships, with the exception of a little stint I had at Fox 5 <laughs> when when I was with a guy that just almost drug me all the way down. Other than that, <laughs> I've been with upscale people. And so Dick Vermeil has impacted my life in the fact that we thought it was cool to earn the right to go to the Rose Bowl and play Ohio State. And he, I'll never forget the fact that he made it very clear that the spectators come to the game to watch it. Bruins show up to win it. And that's exactly what we did. And he did it with the Eagles. He wins everywhere he's at. And that, to me, is the mark of a guy that's got the right form formula for success. And he did it without berating people. He challenged your manhood. He understood football from is a sport from the inside out. And um, I'm, I was lucky. I had him. I had Joe Gibbs. I had Mike Rush in high school. I, I, I Frank Gans. 
but maybe the most impactful person in my life as an individual coach. So I was blessed to be around him. I got to work with John Thompson for 12 years, coaches. So when you get around that many alphas, people that put winning first above everything but family and religion, then you got a pretty good chance to not fail. And again, with my one exception, <laughs> my experience with that young man at Fox 5, I've done pretty well. I don't know who that guy is, DSC. I have no idea who you're referring to. Uh, you, you mentioned Joe Gibbs, and obviously I was privileged just to cover him 2.0 the second time around. But you know what it takes to win, a, as Amal said, a Rose Bowl at UCLA and win a Super Bowl in D.C. Look, I, I know they're a long shot to do it, but are you seeing anything with this coaching staff that – relates at all to what you saw in D.C. with Joe Gibbs when you guys won the whole thing? No, and I'm not being – that's not a slight on them. The league has changed. The rules are different. You can't have three-a-day prices now. <laughs> Some of the stuff we did was seriously barbaric. Well, you can't do it anymore. But, yeah, I mean, Ron Rivera has won. He's been 15-1 and one in this league. So he understands that. But he's not coaching it by himself. He needs help. I think they've got one of the best offensive line coaches. We've had – I've been privy to watch three to four, five of the best offensive line teachers in the game of football right here in the nation's capital. And Coach Mascot, what he's done with his guys, it is amazing because hmm. he's had interchangeable parts. A rookie from Texas who is awesome, who picks the game up well. Chicago decided, oh, we don't need – a couple of these studs, they're terrible up front. And we got two gyms. We got guys getting new contracts. That's coaching. And also getting good quality people with you. And so Sheriff will do well down in Jacksonville. We hope he has a horrible day in the, on the 11th. But other than that, I, these offensive linemen, because to me that's where it all starts. Starts up front. Those big five, your tight ends who are committed to the ground attack, then everything else comes after that. And so – yeah, I, I like where we're going here. Dave, you're going to hate this, but I really think that we've got talent now at the skill spots, unlike any time I can recall recently. And Coach Turner now has the opportunity to do some crazy things. You're not going to like it, David. I'm telling you, you're just not going to like it. <laughs> the DOC. There is nobody in Washington, D.C. quite like Rick Doc Walker. DOC will catch up against him. Good luck week one, but I'd say it, but you know I don't mean it. <laughs> I know you don't. Later. <laughs> the DSC is the best. Come on back. Much more to get to here on Big Bits on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside Amal Shaw, I am Dave Ross, wrapping up big bets here on a Tuesday. Great having Tim Brando on, having Scott Smith in the first hour, and Rick Doc Walker in the last segment from Washington, D.C. I, I, you know, I always say, like, I love truth tellers. And, and Doc seems like he's, he's got an affinity for this offensive line in Washington. I've seen the number come down. It's under three now as the commanders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I wonder, as he says, I'm not going to like it as a Cowboy guy, because, you know, I bet the Cowboys to win the division at plus $1.40. I'm not necessarily nervous about the commanders at 5-1, to one, but it's a simple formula for them in D.C. It's running the football effectively, offensive line protecting Carson Wentz so he doesn't have to do it by himself, and the defense led by Rivera and Jack Del Rio being the defense you expected to be there in the nation's capital. Should I be more concerned after that conversation with the D.O.C.? Uh, I don't think so. And let's see how things play out. But you said, does he got to do it by himself? I don't think he could do it with 10 other guys in reference to Carson Wentz. That's the thing. You got to dummy it down for Wentz, right? I'm not a big fan. Nor am I. Uh, So we'll see how that one plays out on Sunday. Uh, We did mention the United States Open. uh, Casper Ruud did move on in that match. He does get the straight sets win over Matteo Matteo, uh, Berrettini here. Any other surprises potentially uh, that are lurking today in the U.S. Open? Uh, Goff's a slight dog uh, at 105. I mean, it's really a pick and price against Caroline Garcia. This one could go either way. Um, if Kyrgios goes off the boil, then, of course, uh, Karen Hatchinoff has got an opportunity, but I still think Nick is serving at such a level right now. It's going to be tough for uh, Karen to be able to come through on this one. All right, so that's what we have on the docket at the U.S. Open. Also, some WNBA uh, playoff games that we wanted to get to here and see if you can find some value in these lines. We've got the sky and the sun and the aces and the storm. Small 
spreads here. You see the one and a half, uh, 160 and a half is the total in the sky and sun and the aces and storm. Again, one and a half, 165 and a half here. Any of those numbers stand out to you, Amal? No, the one I would look at, though, a little bit potentially is the sky and the sun in terms of an under 116 and a half. This is a facing elimination. This is the best out of five sky, re- sky lead right now, two games to one, Dave. Um, they were a game better during the regular season than the Connecticut Sun. So this is a tough game from just an overall uh, heads-up matchup in terms of who's going to win. But I think uh, defensively this could be a little bit more of a uh, – A tighter game? Yeah, absolutely right. Ace, right. Aces and Storm, no opinion one way or the other, but I like the in-play if you get an opportunity in these games so many times. The last game, game three, which the Aces won by 12, went to overtime. Uh, very quickly, I want to uh, tell you what our pro tip was for this hour, and I think it's a smart one before you start betting – college football week number two don't overreact to what you saw week number one I thought Tim Brando uh, in our conversation with Tim earlier this hour that was kind of his point right yeah that you're going to see a lot of knee-jerk reactions now in the betting community because they're going to go well Notre Dame's terrible right they're not any good they couldn't score against Ohio State Ohio State has terrible defense they forget who the new defensive coordinator is uh, at at Ohio State and maybe Jim Knowles you know carries over from Oklahoma State and you shouldn't overreact i.e. Notre Dame they still have a lot more talent than a team like Marshall. You can still find 20s out there uh, in the betting market. That number, we talk about hold or fire. I would fire now if you're going to back Notre Dame because I think that number is going to go up before we get to Saturday. I really believe the Irish win somewhere between 38 to 10 to 45 to 10. Okay. I, I think their offense is going to be great, but I think their defense is good enough where they're going to put a lot of pressure. And, you know, the one thing you got to remember is Notre Dame's got some guys. It's just that Ohio State's got a bunch of four and five stars. And that's the point Rick Doc Walker yeah. just made. He's like, hey, props to Ohio State and Notre Dame. Yeah. You got all the four or five-star recruits. Let's go ahead and match up and see where we stack. And right now, Ohio State matched up 11 points better with that 21 to 10 win. But again, both defenses feel like they're, they're spot on. Yeah. And Notre Dame backers, don't jump off the ship. Don't overreact to a week one loss in the shoe because your offense couldn't get it on track. Yeah, absolutely right. Should be a fun weekend, though. Looking forward to it with... That game, and then, of course, uh, Alabama-Texas, the interesting one there. And, again, that was our pro tip for the hour. We're going to try to do one of these on every show, every hour across the spectrum here at VEASAN. So that means potentially up to 20 a day. They're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by sport or by show. So that's an easy way for you to find the pro tips that we have for the day. And I thought that was a really good one uh, from Tim Brando. Now, he also said, Tim, he alluded to the fact that the most drama involving Bama and Texas will be the pregame shows and that the game itself might not be in doubt. I just saw a stat that this is the biggest home dog Texas has been since the 1960s. Wow. So this is a long time to get 20 points at home. Hook them. Uh, do you believe that Tim Brando is spot on that this game will not be competitive once they actually kick it off? Yeah. And, uh, you know, to me, when I look at this Texas team, a lot of hype surrounding it, but I, th- I just don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're even close to the class of Alabama. Um, you know, I don't think Nick will run it up in the third and fourth quarter if they get out early. But remember last year, the game we saw on College Station, I think that A&M team was better than this Texas team. But we saw Alabama struggle. Um, so let's see what happens this year. should be a lot of fun to see how this plays out. Well, it used to be the, the conversation was, and now it's been broken, is that Saban doesn't lose to assistance. Yeah. Well, now he's lost to some assistants, right? The plural. It's happened now a couple times. So Sark knows Nick. Yeah. Nick knows Sark. Obviously, advantage Nick. Well, that and the fact that you've got Will Anderson, Bryce Young, and everybody else coming oh, so with you. Oh, you mean the, the players matter, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. So, again, that number right now 
is at 20 for Alabama uh, at Austin on Saturday. I'm sure Matthew McConaughey will be there on the, the sidelines. I don't know if that helps. All right, all right, all right. That's what we're going to see. Uh, again, uh, we get the big one Thursday night uh, in the NFL. We're going to talk a lot more about this tomorrow on the program as well. But that subtle line move that has gone from two and a half. So the Buffalo Bills backers, I think, were, were saying, all right, well, let's see if, if this thing might be around a pick em. No, we thought it might go north up to three. If you're a Rams backer, are you holding out for those threes? Do you think we'll get yeah. to those threes again, or do you think it's going to stay under that demarcation? I, line? I don't really think it gets there because I think it'll be inundated with Rams money, but you want to pay attention to it, and I thought you brought up a great point, Dave, which is if you are a Rams backer, wait till it gets to three. How detrimental is it getting down to two, whereas it's advantageous if it gets to three? Yeah, and again, if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a Bills player, because I lean Buffalo a little bit in this spot, but I don't like where, where the line movement's going here. So if you're a Rams backer... Instead of taking the two and a half, the advantageous play would be money line, correct? Because very rarely do the games fall one or two. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there, you know, you can make the argument in the NFL, it's a little bit tighter, so you can say to take the money line. Um, but on the flip side, I, I think the, for me, I would be waiting in this game. I, I didn't play this game either way. I I'm, haven't yet either. And I probably won't, but I'm, I'm looking at taking, if I do play this one, I'll tease the Rams with somebody for Sunday. We mentioned that the high totals, excuse me, the low totals rather, rather in week one of the NFL, only four games over 50. Yeah. Okay, so far on the docket. This one, one of the higher numbers out there, 52 and a half. I, I know primetime. I know the way the public bets. They want points. Right. They want drama, right? But to me, this feels like right now 52 and a half. If you made me play it today, I would lean towards the under. The problem, and I know you've said this earlier in the program, I, th- I think is smart, is the way the game's officiated. Doc Walker just alluded to it as, yeah. as well. So even though it feels like the handicap might be on the side of the under, we're going to see a lot of these five-yard illegal contact calls, a point of emphasis, which might keep drives alive, and otherwise we'd be in punting situations. Is that the hesitancy of backing unders early in the season? Yeah, that's, that's the only thing, because generally speaking, the defenses are far ahead of the offenses right. at this point in time, but absolutely, Dave. Because, you know, I equate it to baseball. If there's an error made and you give a team a fourth out, the players are too good. You always generally see teams capitalize on that. If you've got a drive, think about this. You're looking at a field scenario. Really, the field is only 40 yards, in my opinion. Here's why I say that. The drive starts at the 25 on a touchback. You've got to get to the 35-yard line to put yourself in a position to get three points with how good the field goal kickers are today. So if you give up, say, a first down for five yards, and all of a sudden now teams at about the 40-yard line of their own, they need one play or maybe two plays to be able to put themselves in a position to be able to get points potentially. And now with teams taking more risk – that fourth down helps the offense immensely. If I say you got four downs to get 10 yards or three, obviously four downs is much more of a benefit. Well, and again, this is why it's almost like a turnover. It's, yeah. a, it's almost like exactly. you're, you're preventing a turnover. Right? We're yeah. getting the ball back. We've got the stop. And all of a sudden, here comes this five-yard contact penalty as a point of emphasis, as we saw in the preseason. And maybe that's why the totals were higher or we were getting more overs, at least early in the preseason. I'll be very curious to see how it plays out in week one. Because again, most of these games, these totals right now, are 46 or less? You can find a, a bunch of games out there right now at quote-unquote low totals for the NFL. I would be I'd be a little weary of backing a lot of these unders until you see how the games are actually called by the officials. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think you got to wait and see how they're officiated and how they're called. That, that could have a huge impact on how the game plays out. All right, so let's see how that, again, it kicks off in what? 48 hours, we're getting ready for the beginning of the NFL season with week one. Uh, the Buffalo Bills right now, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, against the Rams on the ROAD, and that total is at 52 and a half. 
week one in the books, college football, getting ready for week one in the books, uh, to put it in the books here over the weekend in the NFL. You ready? I, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see how your wages play out. Amal, always a fun conversation. Thanks to Kelly Bidwin behind the glass. And, of course, our guest today, Tim Brando, Scott Smith, and the DOC himself, Rick Doc Walker. Thanks for watching and listening to Big Bets here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.